Flint, and this is Take Back Your Country. Well, Facebook has now agreed to allow people to suggest that the Wuhan virus, which the communists prefer to be called COVID-19 and the World Health Organization do, why we bend the knee to the communists and the World Health Organization, I have no idea. But they've now agreed to allow people to say what was obvious. And I remember saying this a year ago, that the indications were that the virus came from a laboratory in China and was manufactured, that is, adjusted, to make it worse than it would have been otherwise. But that's another issue. But this just demonstrates how Facebook is acting as a, a ministry of truth. Remember the ministry of truth in Orwell's 1984, which changed the history? That in many ways is what Facebook is doing. And it's come to affect our parliament. Now, there aren't many members of our parliament who would rank with the sort of member of parliament that the great Edmund Burke described. He said, we choose our representatives, our members of the House of Commons in England. We choose them for their judgment. Of course, we can't do this now because the parties pre-select for us. But there are fortunately a few members with independent judgment, which they're willing to use. And a leading one among those is Craig Kelly. Craig Kelly is willing to say things which other politicians won't. That's why he's had to leave one of the major parties and sit on the crossbench. Craig Kelly communicates or has communicated for long with his constituents and supporters. And he had on his Facebook 100,000 people that he was reaching, 100,000 people. And he exercised that sort of judgment that Burke said we should select for Parliament. During the course of his Facebook, on a number of occasions, he merely repeated eminent medical opinion concerning the curing or treatment of the virus, the Wuhan virus. And this wasn't his opinion. He was just repeating opinion of eminent medical scientists throughout the world. And for that, he was taken off Facebook. He was stripped of his rights on Facebook. He was stopped from communicating with 100,000 Australians. Now, why was there this wish to suppress the truth about what might have happened or the origins of the virus and also the cure of the virus? It was part of a Democrat Party campaign against Donald Trump. And in that campaign, the Democrats had their propaganda arm, which is mainly most of the American mainstream media. And that went against Facebook, and Facebook has removed one of our representatives. Now, I came to the opinion when I read about this that the best way to deal with it 
was that this was a flagrant breach of privilege, the privilege of Parliament, the rights of members of Parliament to communicate with their supporters. And I could not see a clearer breach of privilege. So Craig Kelly raised this with the Speaker in Parliament. And during the course of his address, the Speaker interrupted him and said, very well, then I'll, I'll consider this and I'll hand down my ruling. <clears throat> Which he did. When Parliament sat again, he acted quite quickly. Certainly on the first day that Parliament sat again, he gave his opinion. It was an extraordinary ruling. He said there wasn't even a prima facie case of breach of privilege. Prima facie just means that if all that you allege can be proved as true, that constitutes the offence, a prima facie offence, prima facie breach. And he said there wasn't even a prima facie breach. Well, the great speaker of the English Parliament, who in 1642 stood up against King Charles I, who came to Parliament to find the members who had gone against him. He wanted to arrest them. He came with a large uh, collection of soldiers and he came into Parliament and he wanted to know where were the five members. And he asked the Speaker, the Speaker kneeling before him, he demanded that the Speaker tell him where the five members were. And the Speaker, very bravely, because the King had enormous power, Speaker Lenthal said this, these immemorial words, I have neither eyes to see nor tongue to speak, but as the house directs me, your majesty. I have neither eyes to see nor tongue to speak, but as directed by the house. It was a very brave thing to do. And the king said, well, I can see myself that the birds have flown and the king left. It was an extraordinary statement by the speaker of the rights of the house against a powerful monarchy. And this is remembered at every state opening of Parliament in England, in Australia, in all of the states, in Canada, throughout the Commonwealth. At the state opening of Parliament, when the Governor-General sends Black Rod, the Usher of the Black Rod, sends Black Rod to the House to invite them to come, or rather order them to come to the Senate Chamber, what's that? in England, the House of Lords, the door is slammed in the, in the Black Rod's face. You'll see that on television. You may wonder why. This is to commemorate how Speaker Lenthal stood up to the King and how the House supposedly is free of executive control. Well, that may or may not be true today, but Lenthal would be saddened because what we have now is not a a monarchy attending to be or trying to be absolute as King Charles I was trying to copy the French King Louis XIV. What we have in Australia is a juggernaut, a juggernaut from afar, Facebook telling us and his representatives saying we cannot have misinformation, including misinformation by an elected official a member of parliament. Here we have 
Here we have this juggernaut, Facebook, interfering with our parliament and with the privileges of parliament and the rights of members of parliament. Menzies would be outraged because he stood up so strongly against this sort of interference, protecting on one famous occasion a Labour member of parliament from breaches of privilege. It's extraordinary that the Speaker has not stood up. Well, the Speaker doesn't have the last word. He merely decides whether, whether precedence should be given to Mr Kelly's motion that the matter be referred to the Privileges Committee. Craig Kelly can go straight to the committee, which he is doing, and trying to get them to be involved. Well, why is it so important? Well, this is a breach of privilege. But the important thing is that unlike a civil trial, this can be brought on quite quickly. The Privileges Committee and the House can act as a, as a court. And eventually they can, and they can do this quickly, they can hand down a punishment for each breach of privilege that Facebook commits. And I would say, in my opinion, every day that they do this, is another breach of privilege. And they can fine, Parliament can fine, it can imprison, as this Parliament has in the 50s. So Facebook would have to be aware. This would draw, if this were to proceed, this would be an expeditious way of dealing with this. It would deal with Facebook. It would attract world attention and it would enthuse those in the United States who see the dangers of the social media exercising enormous power. Remember, they were the ones, for example, over the Hunter Biden laptop, who extinguished that, suppressed any report of that on Facebook and uh, on Twitter, and suspended the New York Post's account over that. It's very important that this happen, and this would be seen as a great precedent coming from Australia. The Speaker's made, I think, a serious error, but it can still be handled by the Privileges Committee. But Craig Kelly obviously needs the support of government and opposition, as there was in the 50s when Menzies moved to protect a Labour member, and the Parliament should be supporting Kelly in this terrible breach of his privilege, which impacts not so much on him, but on the 100,000 people who are informed by him and the many others who see what he is saying and want to be informed, because he is a member of Parliament who has that Burkean sense of judgment, which Edmund Burke said is the reason why we elect our members of Parliament, is what we did before the two-party system came. That trial will be very important. It will encourage the Americans to do three things. Look at three things which need urgent review in America. One is Section 230 of the Community Decency Act, the Communications Decency Act. And that excuses Facebook and the social media of liability for editorial decisions. It says that they're not like newspapers or television stations. They're not liable. They're just platforms. Well, of course, they're not just platforms when they do things which they've just done to Craig Kelly, when they do things like saying nobody can dare say on Facebook 
that the Wuhan virus escaped from a laboratory and was manufactured, that you can't say that, which they've suddenly reversed. So the first thing is to change the Communications Decency Act so that Facebook will have the same editorial liability as a television station, as a newspaper. The second thing is the monopoly. Each of these social media are dominant monopolies in their field. And the Americans have strong legislation. They've had it. They've had it since the early 20th century, the late 19th century, in fact, which empowers courts where there is a monopoly which is breaching its powers a monopolist to break up that monopoly. That would encourage Americans and the Department of Justice, although the Department of Justice is probably very much suppressed by the present president, who rather likes the social media because they did campaign for him in the last election, but it will encourage people to consider taking action under the Sherman Act against the monopolists and for their the remedy, the ultimate remedy, not just the treble damages, three times damages, which you can get in American antitrust law, the power of the courts to break up a monopoly, which is a very important power. And the third thing, the third thing which has to be reconsidered is what the American courts have done, the Supreme Court, supposedly under interpretation of the First Amendment, the freedom of speech and of the press amendment. America had our defamation law, the same defamation law we have has all been changed by legislation. But the Supreme Court changed theirs in relation to public figures in a famous case, New York Times and Sullivan, they decided that if you were a public figure, it wasn't for the newspaper to prove that what they had written about you was true. As in the current case, brought by the VC winner against the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, those newspapers will have to prove that what they said about him in Afghanistan is true. There's an obligation on them. Under American law, if you're a public figure, like a president, like a politician, like anybody in the public media, if you're a public figure, you have to prove that the newspaper either didn't know that what they were publishing was true or were reckless and indifferent. So it reverses the onus in a defamation case relating to a public figure. This has to be changed because it has licensed media abuse. It's allowed the media in America in relation to anybody who can be classified as a public figure to libel them, to defame them, to say the most appalling things about them without the person defamed being able to have any recourse. So there are those three areas that America must change law and policy in relation to the social media, and they probably will be encouraged to do that if there's a fast and effective trial in Australia for breach of privilege in our parliament.
And that's what they should do. Craig Kelly deserves that. The people of Australia deserve that because he's one of the few who gives us his judgment and not the confected views of the the party in which they belong. So those are very important things. There is there is a someone who's acting very well in relation to Craig Kelly, and that's the much maligned Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer has done a lot of good things recently. In the uh, federal election, the 19 or 2019 federal election, he engaged in an enormous amount of advertising merely to reveal what the Labour Party was promising, what they would do, which would damage a significant number of Labour voters. I wrote about this before the election, predicting that most of the media were wrong in saying that Labour would win. A significant number of traditional Labour voters in key seats would vote against them. And I demonstrated that in Spectator as to how that would happen. And I found that uh, my predictions, and I went through a number of seats, proved to be true because a number of Labour voters, traditional Labour voters, realised that Labour policy would damage them significantly. And they learned this, I'm sure a lot of them learned this, from Clive Palmer's advertising. And then he's done some other good things in relation to maintenance of the Constitution. He's also done good things in relation to Israel Folau, in being his supporter, so that Israel Folau can play football again, notwithstanding his views in relation to religion. You might remember that when he effectively republished what is in the Bible, he lost his position as uh, the excellent footballer he is in the rugby union, and now he's trying to get into the rugby league. And it's ridiculous that because of his religious views that he is being punished. This is an extraordinary thing in a country which in many ways has been strongly attached to Judeo-Christian civilization. So Clive Palmer has uh, not only indicated that he will support Craig Kelly in a defamation action, that's in court separately from privileges, because Facebook has defamed him by saying that he circulated misinformation, which he certainly didn't. That's completely untrue. It's not misinformation. And uh, he would have a good case in defamation, and Clive uh, Palmer is supporting him, but he's also saying he will support him when he decides to stand for Parliament again in the next election. We need people like Craig Kelly in Parliament, and thanks to Clive Palmer, there seems to be an increasing chance that we will retain Craig Kelly in Parliament. So, the important thing I would say to you, viewers, is that we Australians must take back our country. There's a petition about this. It's on change.org forward slash take back your country in one word and that will appear in the text of this address. Fellow Australians, 
Take back your country.